You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to remind you guys that NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to your Thursday episode here at the Locked On Rams podcast. We are so close to officially watching the Los Angeles Rams take the field for their preseason opener in week one against the Los Angeles Chargers on Saturday afternoon slash night, depending on where you are. And I wanted to tell you guys quickly before we dive into this episode that Locked On Rams is officially live on YouTube. I'm still getting everything situated over there, so we haven't yet uploaded any of these videos, but... Just so you guys know, you guys can go subscribe there. Please do. We want to run some numbers up and get everything sort of off the floor. And of course, if you guys prefer to see me talking while also listening, if you're not listening to me while you're commuting or whatever the case is, you can head over to YouTube and start watching the daily episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, just like we do here. We are still going to remain on all podcast platforms as well. So you guys can consume this podcast, the Locked on Rams pod, however you prefer. I just wanted to shoot that over to you guys quickly before we dive into this episode. Now, the Rams have made a bunch of transactions and we have a lot to get to. There is a handful of guys that they waived and that they picked up off of waivers, basically means signed as well as some injury updates, potentially, you know, not so good news when it comes to one of their players, Nick Scott. And of course, we have a little bit of an update when it comes to John Wolford as well. So we're going to dive into all of this stuff in the episode. And first and foremost, the most important news has to come first, of course. And that is that the Rams have waived punter Brandon Wright and safety Joe Von Grant. And I mean, it's kind of weird that guys are already getting waived because roster cutdowns have not yet begun. I want to say they begin next week. And of course, NFL rosters are about 90 players deep right now. And they have to bring that down all the way to 53 at some point prior to the season. So about nearly 40, 45, 50% of your roster is going to get cut. And that's always hard to watch. But it makes sense that a punter was cut from the Rams. They don't need that much of a camp leg anymore. And of course, the Rams do have one of the best punters in the NFL and Johnny Hecker, among some other guys like Corey Bohorquez, who they also signed in free agency to be that backup leg, the camp leg. So it's obviously bad news for Brandon Wright, but he will get a chance to compete elsewhere. And Jovan Grant was the second player, a safety that the Rams also released. And this one is sort of just a numbers game, in my opinion. You have your first four safeties locked in. We've talked about them many times on this podcast in Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, and Terrell Burgess. And then you have at least four, maybe five or six guys that are either undrafted this season or last season or maybe even seasons before that are all competing for roster spots. And presumably you can assume that maybe Grant was on the outside looking in. And if there's already 10 players or eight players at the safety spot, what's the chances that he's going to make it? Probably not great. So unfortunate for him. 
but the Rams obviously had to sign players to fill those holes, and they signed two players. One was an offensive tackle that was named Ryan Pope. They were awarded him on waivers, as well as a defensive back by the name Tyler Hall. Now, Ryan Pope is a guy that was undrafted. He's been in the NFL for a year. He went to college at San Diego State, six foot seven, three hundred and fifteen pounds, and pretty decently long arms, thirty four and a quarter inches. You can assume this guy is going to stay at that tackle position. Is he really going to be a big factor for the Rams this season? Probably not, or at least you would hope he wasn't. But at the same time, this is a nice big developmental player at that tackle spot. Maybe he ends up sticking on the roster. Maybe he ends up making the practice squad. We don't know, but of course, you can never go wrong with offensive line depth, not in my opinion at least. And maybe Ryan Pope does find himself some playing time throughout these preseason games. Now, the other name that they added was Tyler Hall, like I mentioned, defensive back, cornerback, safety. This guy is going on to his second season in the NFL, and he spent time with the Atlanta Falcons last year, and that's kind of notable, of course, because Raheem Morris has that connection. Raheem Morris is a secondaries coach, I think by nature or by trade. That's where he started, I want to say, and of course, he's also a defensive guy in general. So as you can presume, Tyler Hall was probably a guy that he was very, very familiar with last year throughout his time with the Atlanta Falcons. And of course, now he's added to the Rams. He has that familiarity there. And cool story, he is from California, so it's sort of a homecoming for him. But he's on the outside looking in, of course, and the Rams, when it comes to their secondary, this is one of the deeper parts of their roster, whether he's going to try to crack it at cornerback, maybe at safety, presumably was added at cornerback because of all the injury issues that the Rams have had there recently. You look at a guy like Robert Rochelle, for example, he's maybe not going to be participating Darius Williams, a guy that missed practice yesterday. I don't think it was anything serious or anything to be concerned about, but there have been a few injuries. So you need guys to step up in those positions when it comes to your practice reps and all of that stuff. And of course, going into the preseason, the Rams are not going to let Jalen Ramsey see the field, Darius Williams. I'm assuming David Long probably won't see the field. And if he does, going to be a very short amount of time. So you need somebody out there at the end of the day. And I think that's why the Rams added these guys. Now, Good luck to them. You know, they are behind the eight ball right now. A few of these other players with the Rams, most notably, you know, the remaining 88 players have been with the Rams now throughout their entire training camp process and have had weeks, if not months to acclimate to their surroundings, their situation, the new city, of course, their offensive or defensive playbooks, the schemes, the players, the coaches. These guys are obviously a little bit behind and, you know, it's going to be tough for them to make the roster, but at the end of the day, they're going to get a shot and that's really all you can ask for. Now that is going to do it for the transactional news with the Los Angeles Rams, but we do have some injury updates that we have to dive into in the next segment. So make sure to stick around for that. And of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked on Rams. Folks, if you own a car, I know you've went through the trouble of trying to start your car, something going wrong, something not working properly, and then you need to call your mechanic. You need to go through the whole hoopla of trying to find a piece for your vehicle that's broken, trying to not pay crazy amounts of money and all of the trouble that comes with that. If you guys do not want to deal with that anymore, you should check out rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for the best reliably low prices, you absolutely need to check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, I'm betting that they probably got it. 
Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you. Welcome back to the second segment here of this Thursday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. And this is somewhat of an unfortunate segment, but I feel like every other day we have some sort of news to update you with when it comes to the injury report for the Los Angeles Rams. And some of these injuries weren't per se very bad. One of them has the potential to be very, very bad and unfortunate. So we'll begin with the worst news first, and that is that safety Nick Scott was injured in yesterday's, or I guess when you guys are listening to this, two days ago in practice, and he could not put any weight on his leg or on his knee. I'm not really certain which it was, and that is never a good sign, of course. Now, we can't speculate. You know, it could be something that is maybe just a couple week injury, maybe something that's a season ender. I'm not 100% certain, but it's never good to see guys go down and not be able to put any weight on that leg. And it's so unfortunate for Nick Scott because this is a guy that the coaching staff loves. His teammates all love him. Such a good guy and a good player. I mean, this guy can contribute on your football team in different facets. He was going to be, in my opinion at least, somewhat of a rotational piece on defense as a deep free safety, as well as his ability to not only play on special teams, but play pretty much all across the special teams units and do his job very effectively. That's the kind of guy that brings a lot of leadership to the locker room. He can be counted on as a player, as a person. You never have to worry about him off the field. And this just sucks for him because Such a good player, such a good guy. You really started to see, you know, this guy develop as a leader and as someone who was really standing out throughout these training camp practices. So hopefully it's something very minor or at worst, you know, keep him out a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. Hopefully he can return, but we don't have a 100% update on that just yet. I'm sure Sean McVay will be able to provide us something very soon though. Now the other injuries to update you guys with, running back Daryl Henderson suffered a hand injury but it obviously wasn't very bad because he was able to finish practice. And this isn't necessarily bad news, but I just think it's a little bit more frustrating per se because this is a guy that the Rams now have to rely on going throughout the entire season. They do not have Cam Akers. He was lost to a torn Achilles that's going to keep him on the sidelines throughout the entire season. And now the Rams don't have anybody on this roster right now that has touched an NFL football as a running back other than Daryl Henderson. And now this guy has already been suffering a couple of injuries throughout training camp. Of course, last year had the groin issue, had ankle surgeries. That is a lot of stuff to put on one guy's plate. And it's really worrisome because now you start to think, can this guy actually last a whole season? And if he can't, and he's inevitably injured at some point, what on earth are the Rams going to do? Are they going to hand the reins to a guy like Xavier Jones, a Jake Funk? Are they going to go sign a veteran free agent? Of course, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. Like I said, Henderson was able to finish practice, so it was not a serious injury by any means, but it's just kind of worrisome because if a guy's already suffering all these kinds of injuries and there isn't any contact, can he really last 17 games plus however many games you play in the playoffs with guys going full force at him trying to kill him? That is obviously a scary situation for the Rams. Hopefully Henderson can find his way into a healthy season because the Rams need this guy in a bad, bad way. They don't have acres like we mentioned. 
This running game is obviously a big part of the offense, and I think a lot of what Sean McVay wants to do with Matthew Stafford this season is going to be predicated off their ability to run the ball and use that play-action pass game that they love so much. So if you can't run the football, it's not to say that your play-action passing game won't work, but it might not be as effective. So that would be terrible news for the Rams, of course, but nothing too bad here. Hopefully he could just stay healthy throughout the rest of the season. Now, I mentioned earlier, cornerback Darius Williams suffered a little bit of an ankle. I don't really know what that means. Sean McVay, very, very vague in his statements sometimes, and he wasn't practicing yesterday. I guess they just want to be a little bit cautious with it. Not bad news, of course. I mean, as long as he can stay healthy throughout these next few weeks and get to the season, everything is all well because this is a guy that's not going to be playing in the preseason anyway. So no reason to rush him. I like the cautious approach. You need Darius Williams to be playing for you come week one in the worst way. And he seems to be okay. Just something I wanted to update you guys with. The last potential injury type of update or news to talk about is wide receiver Van Jefferson. And again, Sean McVay, rather vague. He said he's working through some COVID stuff. I'm not 100% sure what that means. Does that mean he contracted COVID and has the virus right now? Maybe. Does that mean he was a close contact? Maybe. I'm not 100% certain, of course. It's not going to do us any good to speculate either, but we do know that Tutu Atwell potentially had COVID a few weeks ago and was sidelined and had to quarantine for 10 days away from the team while they were all practicing. And so now it kind of sucks that Van Jefferson has to do the same. Of course, this is a guy who's been in the NFL for a year now, got a lot of run last year towards the end of the season in that playoff game where I believe Cooper Cup was held out because of that knee bursitis issue. So he doesn't need these preseason snaps, but It would have been very fun to actually just get to watch him play out there because this guy is a guy that I think a lot of people are very high on and are very excited to watch and getting him some of those extra reps throughout the preseason, let him use that route running ability would have been very, very fun to watch. So it does suck that he's probably going to miss this game, if not longer, but at the same time, this is obviously a guy that the Rams are also going to rely on throughout the regular season. So maybe he wouldn't have taken any snaps in the preseason anyways. The Rams should be good in that regard. Of course, they have Tutu Atwell as well, who should be able to play in preseason, as well as a bunch of other names, undrafted guys. So they are going to be just fine in this regard. And it sounds like Van Jefferson is doing okay as well. So shout out to him. Good luck to him. Hopefully he can return really quickly to the field and not really suffer any of these bad side effects that come with the potential COVID virus, of course, especially when you're an NFL player and you need your cardiovascular system to be operating at top-notch levels. Thankfully, that is going to do it for the injury updates. Only Nick Scott to really worry about. Of course, I'm going to provide you guys with an update as soon as we get one. Hopefully, it's not nothing serious. But other than that, just minor bumps and bruises that we typically would see throughout training camp practices. So nothing to really worry about right now. But there is one more bit of news that we have to dive into in the final segment. And that is the status of quarterback John Wolford. Sean McVay mentioned that he was not going to play in the preseason. So we'll dive into what that means in the final segment. And of course... Make sure to check back in with us here at the Locked On Rams podcast for tomorrow's episode. We're going to be hosting our Mailbag Friday prior to that kickoff on Saturday for the Rams in preseason week one against the Los Angeles Chargers. If you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. The NFL is right around the corner, as we know, and you guys can feel free to bet on these preseason games as well as every other sport in terms of the NBA, NHL, MLB, the UFC, and all your MMA action. 
before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't need to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as these teams prep for their NFL kickoff. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Thursday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenjas, and I appreciate you guys for making it this far into the episode. I wanted to remind you guys, in case you forgot, please head over to YouTube, type in Locked On Rams, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be posting daily videos here very soon, as soon as I get everything situated. If you guys prefer to consume this content in that regard or in that context, I would absolutely love it. So please come over, subscribe to us, give us a like on our few videos, and uh, we'll go from there. But I said before the break that quarterback John Wolford, of course, a few weeks ago or maybe a week ago, he suffered appendicitis and had to get his appendix removed. Sean McVay gave us an update on his status, and he said that he would not be playing in the preseason. And of course, I talked about that, I believe it was earlier this week, that this was probably going to be the case. I mean, this guy just went and had surgery. You're not going to throw him out there on the field and allow him to be hit by 300, 320-pound linemen that are literally trying to take his head off and are trying their best to win football jobs right now throughout these preseason games. So this one makes a lot of sense to me. He is your backup quarterback, doesn't really have anything to play for, feels like he's solidified in his role as the backup quarterback, and it doesn't really do him any good to play now. It does suck. I mean, this was a guy that I think would be so fun to watch throughout the preseason. You talk about him being able to throw passes to guys like Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson. Man, that would have been so entertaining. I would have absolutely loved to see how those guys could move the football. But unfortunately, John Wolford will not be out there. And it sounds like even guys like Van Jefferson might not be out there for a week, maybe two now too. So unfortunate, but that just opens another opportunity for somebody else to step up. And of course, the Rams have multiple quarterbacks on their roster outside of John Wolford and Matthew Stafford, who is absolutely not going to even come close to seeing the field in the preseason. And I'm talking about guys like Bryce Perkins, as well as Devlin, aka Duck Hodges. These guys have been handed a silver or gold platter, whatever you want to call it, to legitimately get their stock trending upwards right now because presumably both guys are going to get a half to play in every game moving forward, I would presume. Now, maybe they would rotate. You know, Bryce Perkins might start this first game, play a half, Duck Hodges plays the second half, and then in the second game, Duck Hodges starts the game, plays a half, and then Bryce Perkins comes on at halftime, plays a half. I'm going to assume they're going to do something like that so they can see both Perkins and Duck with all kinds of their personnel, with guys like Tristan Jackson to the Jeremiah Hadles, you know, lining up with your number three or four or five receiver, as well as the number seven, eight, nine receiver. So makes sense to rotate these guys. And the Rams don't have any other quarterbacks on their roster. They did not pick up any quarterback after waiving these players that we mentioned in the first segment. So it's clear they feel very comfortable about letting these two guys duke it out throughout these next three preseason games. And that is awesome because they're legitimately going to have a battle here to maybe make the Rams practice squad. I'm going to assume that at least one guy will very likely make the practice squad. And if not, 
then even better. They might be fighting for a roster spot. Now, I'm not assuming that the Rams will carry three quarterbacks. Just doesn't happen that often. And I think it's going to be a tough numbers game for the Rams to get around. When you look at some other positions like inside linebacker, edge rusher, cornerback, I think you try to prioritize those positions on your 53-man roster versus feeling comfortable about carrying someone like a Bryce Perkins or a Duck Hodges on your practice squad because most likely those guys aren't going to get stolen from your practice squad and signed to a 53-man roster. So man, it is going to be great to watch these guys duke it out. You know they're going to bring everything they got to the table. I'm just hoping they get a shot to actually play with some of these bigger named weapons for the Rams. You're looking at guys like, for example, maybe a Bryson Hopkins a little bit. How about a Jacob Harris? I would love to see some of these quarterbacks get to target a guy like Harris downfield. Talk about Tutu Atwell, a second round pick by the Rams. Yeah, he's going to play somewhat of a role this season for the Rams, but at the same time, you want to get him some snaps in the preseason because he is only your fifth receiver on the depth chart. He's probably not going to play a ton of snaps for you, and he needs to get caught up in terms of the scheme, the playbook, the play calls, and the speed of the NFL. This is going to be a very, very good and beneficial experience for all of these rookies. And I think it would make a lot of sense to get some of those guys run. If they're healthy, of course, someone like a Jacob Harris, a Tutu Atwell, Xavier Jones, of course, Jake Funk, all of these guys I think are going to be very exciting to watch when it comes to the offense. And of course, somebody has to deliver them the ball. I'm super excited to watch how these guys are going to operate. Are they going to be one of those very vanilla We gain three yards this drive, and then we're going to punt and do that over and over again. Or are they going to try to make a little bit of magic like John Wolford did a few seasons ago, like a Bryce Perkins, for example, utilize those legs. I mean, utilize your mobility, push the ball deep. Do not be afraid to strike when it comes to these games, because at the end of the day, three-yard slants and two-yard dump-offs to your running back are not going to excite anyone, and they're probably not going to win you a roster spot. The way you want to make your name known and become noticed by these coaches, as well as teams around the NFL, is by creating big explosive plays and by not being scared, just being absolutely fearless as a quarterback and letting your offense work through you by way of your arm, your legs, your mobility, your creativity. I think both of these guys have a little bit of that in their game. Probably Bryce Perkins a little bit more than Doc Hodges, but definitely both have an opportunity to make a lot of money as well as extend their NFL careers throughout these next three preseason games. So make sure to watch those games. They are important to these guys. Don't just brush them off like I've seen on Twitter. It's been so disrespectful. People talking about, you know, these games are just a glorified practice and this and that. Yeah, they are technically, but at the end of the day, they aren't for the bottom 40 or 50 or 30 players on your roster. This is their lifeline. This is their ability to provide for their families, their ability to make money and survive. And you know these guys are going to try to utilize all of these opportunities. So super excited. That is going to do it for this episode. We've officially broken down pretty much everything you need to know. You guys, make sure to check back in here tomorrow for our Mailbag Friday episode. Make sure to shoot over some good questions to me. Anything that you want, whether it's related to the upcoming game on Saturday or something about me personally, you guys can do that at QB's MVP and at Locked on Rams. And of course, please come subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.